Okay. It's Eid of Shabbat, Rabotai, and it's the time to fulfill a wonderful custom that we started to try to delve into the weekly haftara, something that I must say, uh, at least for myself, I have neglected over the years. And now, Baruch Hashim, that we have a little more time, uh, we're able to uh, to learn it. So we have a double header this week, haftarat behar behokotai. The haftarah we read is of the second parasha behokotai. The haftarah comes from the prophet Yirmiyah, chapter 16. And it's Pesukim Yud Tet. Not the way it works. Yeah, Yud Tet. And then we go to. Well, then you have actually Perik Yud Zayin and Pasuk Yud Dalit. Okay, a little, little tricky on the way to giving us the coordinates here. But it's Yirmiyah Tet Zayin. Okay, uh, the first thing we have to establish is uh, the connection. What is the connection between the Haftarah and the Parashah? That's the main thing you always have to settle right from the get-go. In this case, again, it's very easy. Uh, the Parashah Bechukotai primarily talks about the Kelalot, Lo Anenu Velo Alechem, the curses that God uh, promises to bring on the Jewish people if they do not fulfill His uh, His word. And uh, this Haftarah talks about, again, uh, some of those kedalot that actually came true, and God promising to bring His anger against the Jewish people as a result of their attachment to Abu Dazara. It's hard for us to understand how uh, people had such a yitzhara for Abu Dazara. I mean, you want to tell me a guy has a yitzhara for uh, to eat a cheeseburger? He's, okay, a guy he can't control himself. A guy's yitzhara to uh, I don't know. Uh, Shabbat. He wants to get out. He can't control. But a Yitzhah to Abu Dazara, it sounds so uh, far-fetched to us. Why would a person take a synthetic uh, creation of his own hands and then turn it into a, turn it into a god? But however you can explain it, it seems that the Abu Dazara Yitzhah was very strong in those days. We don't have that Yitzhah anymore today, Baruch Hashem. The rabbis actually prayed to get rid of it. It was so strong that the rabbis had to pray that this Yetzirah just... So, of course, other things uh, got replaced. It, repl- it was replaced with other types of sins. But uh, when you're going to read after that, you'll see the attraction that they had to the Avodaz. And the prophet Yirmiyah, who lived in the times of the first Beit HaMikdash, and he's the one that prophesizes the destruction. And... Uh, He's going to talk about also uh, how the Jewish people did not keep the laws of Shemitah, which is also in the Parashah. That the Torah tells you you must keep the laws of Shemitah. That's in the Parashat Behar. And in Bihukotai it says that all those years they didn't keep Shemitah, they're going to become exiled. And they're going to be working for foreign, uh, foreign countries. They'll work on their lands instead of working on their own land. So that's basically the connection. Tokaha and Tokaha. Um, also another theme... In the Pirashah, Haftarah is very strong, is the subject of Bittahon, which we'll learn about now. Uh, fortunate is the person that puts his faith in God. And we talk about cursed is the man 
that puts his faith in in human beings. So that's basically the uh, uh, the theme of the Haftarah. The prophet Yirmiyah begins by turning to God. Yirmiyah himself is shocked. And he's telling the Boreh, how could it be? You know, that these people are, uh, you know, doing what they're doing. Yirmiyah cannot believe how low the Jewish people have fallen uh, in his time. And he starts off. And he says, Hashem Uzi Ma'uzi. God is my rock. Uzi, Ma'uzi. God is my, uh, I lean on him. He's my crutch. Umnusi biyom sarah. In a time of trouble, I run to him. Umnusi. I run to him during times of trouble and I put my faith in him. Elecha goyim yavo'u. Me'afse aris. The Navi predicts that when Mashiach comes, and this is what we learned during the week, all the goyim from all over the world are going to come v'yomeru and they're going to admit they are going to say that we've inherited deceit and lie from our fathers. Uh, nothingness that has no value and no benefit. Which means the Prophet is saying, even the Goyim one day are going to come along when Mashiach comes and they're going to say, this Avodah Zarah, that we worship, that we inherited this custom from our fathers, we call that minhag avotehem bidehem, this minhag of avodah zarah, they're going to come along and say, ach sheker, it's all sheker, it's all a lie, the goyim are going to say that, we say this every day in Alein al-Shabayah, yakiru v'yedu kol yoshbet tevel, ki lechat tekhra kol berech, tishaba kol nashon, lefanecha adonai yudonu yichru v'yipolu, but that's of course in the future, in the future in the world of the Taken So the Prophet is saying there's gonna come a time that the Goyim are gonna denounce and renounce their Avodah Zarah, and they're gonna say it's Sheikh. Well, obviously, when God reveals his holy name Yudke Vavke to the world, like we learn, transparency finished, it's an x-ray machine. Everything that they did is gonna become so clear to them. That it was misguided, hevel, sheker, enbo mu'il, no, no benefit. And the Prophet comes along and then he says, and if the Goyim are going to realize it, so then how could the Jewish people fall into such, such, uh, such a yetzer arab, avodah zarah? And he says one of the classic, this is one of the classic lines coming up. Hayya'aselo adam elohim vehemma Lo Elohim. Can a man make a God for himself when he himself is not God? Which means a person cannot create something more than he is. So if he is not a God, so how can he manufacture a God? You cannot put in something more than yourself. So the prophet says, Adam Elohim. Is it possible that a human can manufacture an Elohim. Vehema, while they themselves, lo Elohim. Uh, Rabbi Moshe David Wali, in his Perush, he says beautiful language on this. He writes, Ve'imken, Ech efshar shi'aselo Elohim. 
כי אין מי שיוכל לתת לזולתו ממה שאין לו. You cannot give to somebody else or to something else something you don't have. If a person is not a God, how can they give a power of godliness to something else? So that's part of the, you know, how, how ridiculous. And the prophet is frustrated. The prophet is saying, what are they thinking? Labdil, uh, today you have you know, the same craziness. She goes to the Far East and have the Buddha. And it's, uh, you know, whatever it is, the image of, uh, you know, that Abu uh, Dazara. And if you look on the bottom of the Buddha, what does it say? Made in China. <laughs> so it was made in a factory. So how in the world can a factory worker who's not God himself all of a sudden make a, a, a figurine and all of a sudden that becomes God? He, could he put something in that figurine that he himself does not have? That's the prophet's frustration. You know, yes, I don't understand it. And then he goes on to say, the next pasuk, well, actually, God, God answers the prophet. That's it. That's the prophet talking in the first two pasuk, first pasuk, first two pasukim. Now God answers. Behold, because the Jewish people have not made Teshuvah, I am giving them notice this time. They're going to see my hand and they're going to see my strength and power when I bring upon them the tragedy. The revelation of Yudke Vavke will become known to them. But unfortunately, it's going to come through Yisurin and through punishment. Bori Olam is, is very angry. And then the Prophet, and the, the God continues. He tells the Prophet, Hatat Yehuda, this sin of the Jewish people, Yehuda, Ba'avodah Zarah, that they're worshipping Avodah Zarah, it's etched in their in their bodies already. It's etched in their behavior. You know, sometimes you have a practice, but it's not second nature to you. It's not, uh, you know, it doesn't become part of you. Borei Olam says they become so attached to Avodah Zarah. Ketuvah be'et barzel. You take a, a, an et, it is a pen. Barzel is an iron pen. Not with ink. You ever take the pen that's sharp and uh, you put it on the wood and you etch it in the wood and it makes a mark, finish, that mark doesn't go, you can't erase that. So he says, this sin of Abu Dazara, it's etched into their bodies, into their psyche, like taking an et barzel, an iron uh, pen, siporin is a kulmus, kulmus is like a, a quill that the sofrim used to write, but it's also made out of uh, barzel, and it's very, very sharp. Harusha the sin is etched on their heart. And they don't want to forget, they don't want to forget the Abu Dazara. When something is etched, you don't forget it. They don't want to forget their foreign gods. Ulkarnot Mizbihotam. And their uh, their sin has been etched on the corners of the Mizbayah. It seems they used to build Mizbayah's altars for Abu Dazara. 
So their sin is etched on the corners of the Mizbeah that they worship Abu Zarah. And then Bari Olam says, Kizkor Benehem. He says that just like a person remembers his children, you always think about your children. Kizkor Benehem. If you're if you're a parent, you know what that means. That you're always thinking about your children. Kizkor Benehem. Just like they have a constant remember memory of their children because they love their children. They remember with the same love and affection the Mizbechot, the altars, and the Asherah, the trees that they worshipped. Next to Etzra Ana, next to the, 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 the fresh trees, and the mountains. They have the same love for the Abu like they have for their own children. But Allah is trying to show, look how close the Abu became. It's etched. There's a love for it. There's a constant memory. As a result of it, we now read about the, the punishment that's going to come to the sinners. Harari. That's Am Yisrael, that's worshipping Abu Dazara. Harari literally means from the Har, the mountains. Harari, those uh, that are worshipping the Abu Dazara on the mountains. Basadeh, Helecha, Vechol Otsrotecha, Labaz Eten. In the field of war, the enemies are going to come. Helecha, they're going to take all your money. All of your treasures, Labaz, Labaz is going to be pillaged and it's going to be taken, looted by the enemies. Eten. Why? Because of the uh, sacrifices and the altars that you built in sin, in all of your, in all of your, uh, Borders. Hacham Baruch Alav Shalom would always quote this pasuk. One of the rabbi's students was a fellow by the name of uh, Joe Harari. I call him Joe Ambulance for the guys who know him. He's a Sadiq, and Hacham Baruch had great respect uh, for Mr. Harari. May him be well. And uh, his last name is Harari. Hacham Baruch, whenever he would see him. He would say, Harari Basadeh. You know, that's the Harari. But of course, uh, no connection to this Pasuk and to you know, Mr. Harari, obviously. This Pasuk was talking about the Jews that worshipped Abu Dazara. The Rabbi was just saying Harari because you found his name in the Pasuk. That was one of Chabaruk's great uh, things. Anytime he would see you, he would quote a Pasuk in the uh, Navi that was connected uh, to your name. When he would see me, he would say the Pasuk in. Uh, in, uh, in, the, in, in the end of the Varim. Or he would say, That's a Pasuk in Mishle. That was a good memory. But you have to know the Tanakh, you know, fluently, in order to right away snap it out uh, when you come across somebody suddenly in the street. Anyway, so God says... Uh, as a result of this, they're going to have troubles. And as a result, they didn't keep the mitzvah of Shemitah. 
Vishamatta. The land is going to go fallow against your will. Ubecha, there's going to be a uh, revenge against you. Menachalatcha ashenatati dicha. From the land, you're going to be kicked out of the land. Vaabaticha et oibecha. You're going to work for your enemies. Be'eretz ashelo yadata. In a foreign land. And then God promises, Ki esh kedachtem be'api. You've ignited the fire of my anger. Ad olam tukad. Wow, ad olam. Ad olam. So we hope that means for a long time, but doesn't mean forever. But you have to remember, Rabotai, this is after the prophets warned them and rebuked them and told them uh, all the uh, bad things that are going to come if they don't stop, but they couldn't pull themselves away from Abu Dazara. Every generation, it seems, had their... You know, had their issues and had their rabbis coming and rebuking. It not, 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 nothing changes. You know, today we have other things. The rabbis get up and they scream, and then the people they listen most of the time. Sometimes they don't, but that's uh, you know, it's not an easy thing. That's Klai Yisrael. Oh, and the pasuk continues. Cursed is the man that puts his faith in man. Vesam basar zero'o. And he puts his uh, his energy in zero'o. Vesam basar. He puts his uh, faith in basar, in humans, flesh, and blood. Zero'o, in order to, to lean on and to rely on, rely on, reliance. And he turns his himself away from God. Now we're talking about the person that does not have bitahon. He trusts and puts all his faith in everything else. He puts his faith in his business. He puts his faith in government. He puts his faith in the army. He puts his faith in the rich man, in his friends. And he does not have any faith in God. So the Pasuk says, Arur. Now there's two ways of learning it. Arur doesn't only mean he will be cursed, but Arur means he is cursed. Because once you put your faith in something else, Borei Olam says, fine. You put your faith in your money, I'm out. Let's see how far your money will get you. Finished. You want me to watch you and protect you? You have to, it's a two-way street. You don't, you don't care for my protection and for my uh, 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 for my, 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 uh, my, my shield? No problem. God says, let's see how far the money. A famous story. Rav Chaim Weintraub, Allah used to tell us this story. That, uh, you know, the guy that said once, he got up, in a meeting, very wealthy guy, and he says, listen, I have so much money that one thing I can tell you people today, I will never die of starvation. That's what he said. A few weeks later, he went missing. They don't know where he is. Sure enough, they found that he got locked in his vault. Dead. Cause of death, dehydration, starvation. Borei Olam says, you trust your money? Go, let's see how far your money is going to get you. Go eat your money. Go see if it can protect you. That's the key. Arur, he's Arur, he's Kurt. Once a person starts to rely on people, uh, the Hashkaha, uh, like, like the Shara Betahon writes, the uh, God will leave you uh, in the hands of that item or of that entity that you put your faith in.
And now the Nabi tells us. And it will be this person that puts his faith in others. Ar'ad is like a tree. A tree that's growing in the desert. Uh, he will not benefit when the good comes. Because when the rain comes to the world, it doesn't come to the desert. The desert is dry. So it's not going to benefit from the Benachah. And the Pasuk says, The Shacham Haredim Bamidbar. Shacham Haredim Bamidbar means, and it's going to dry up from the heat of the desert without any, any moisture. Because it's, it's alone there. Be'eres melecha, on a salty land. That's not fertile. Ve'loteshev. It's not going to be settled. Be'eres melecha, ve'loteshev, that's not civilized. And therefore, it, it, it's going to end up wilting away. And that's what happens to the person that puts his faith in, in man. However, the Pasuk then says, Baruch Fortunate or blessed is the man that puts his faith in God. And the reason why it says it twice, Baruch two explanations. One explanation is, is this, um, uh, this mirror. If you put your faith in God, then God will be for you uh, a source of uh, faith. Baruch HaGeber, you trust me? Don't worry, I'll come through for you. In the difficult times, you can rely on me. Uh, if a son tells his father, Daddy, I need you, I'm relying on you. Oh, your son, you're relying on me, you need me? I'll be there for you, don't worry about it. But if the kid tells his father, ah, I don't need you, you don't help me anyway, the father, do me a favor, you're on your own. Now the kid calls, I'm in trouble. You said you don't need me. Now you call me, uh, go, 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 go to your money, go, go, go to your friend. Baruch, the second explanation is Moshe David Wali says this that Baruch there's some people that have bitahon in Hashem but they also have bitahon in something else that's most of us of course yes every, every other word Baruch Hashem Bezat Hashem Baruch Hashem but we trust the bank account we trust the stock market a little we trust you know we, we have certain things that we are relying on Our businesses of course so the Pasuk is saying, what type of guy are we talking, who's the real blessed guy? Baruch HaGebre Sheiftach Ba'ashem V'haya Hashem Miftacho Solely. There's no other, he doesn't trust anything else. His Betachon is, that's why he repeats it. Because most people are Baruch HaGebre Sheiftach Ba'ashem But it's Yiftach Ba'ashem plus. This Sadiq is talking about V'haya Hashem Miftacho exclusively. Oh, so the Pasuk says, what happens with this person? The one that has faith in God, he's like a tree that's planted next to the wellspring. Not like the tree in the desert that ends up wilting up. The one that has betahon, he's like a tree sitting on water. And its roots on the ground start spreading very, very far. Close to the water. When the hot days come, the tree doesn't feel it because it has so much water, it cools it off. 
It'll never dry out. And its leaves are always fresh. And even when there's a batzoret, where there's a drought, where there's no rain, lo yidag. I would under. You know what I'm going to underline? Like I like to underline key words. Lo yidag. The tree does not have any worries because underneath the ground there's fresh water there. If you have a fresh wellspring, you don't care if it doesn't rain. There's alternate velo yamish me'asot peri, and it'll always produce fruit. This pasuk over here is the key that's telling us the benefit of betahon. And we can say it in two words that the Navi says, lo yid'ag. That's the whole, that's the whole key. No worries. You want to talk in our language? No pressure, no stress. You want to talk in our language? No anxiety. Lo yid'ag. If you ever uh, stuck around a real baal betahon, they have no worries. They have total reliance on a kadosh baruch but I was going to handle it, but I was going to take care of it, everything will be okay. Lo yidag. They let God do the worrying for them because they know they have no control anyway. So why should I worry on something I can't control the outcome uh, either way? So therefore they say, Bore Olam runs the world and uh, whatever he does, he'll do for the best. Rabbi, uh, Rabbi Pam, in his Perush on the Haftarah, he says, uh, Many people suffer from their inability to accept matters or situations that are out of their control. This often leads to explosions of anger, resentment, and frustration. Nothing is gained by becoming upset over such circumstances. A person who truly trusts in Hashem realizes that the master planner is running his life solely for his ultimate benefit. If the person realizes that, there is no room for anger and frustration about the powerlessness to change it. The under, And then he says something beautiful. He says, if you want to look at the main characteristic of Gedolei Yisrael, the great rabbis, you have to know that Gedolei Yisrael, on a daily basis, are inundated with the problems of Klai Yisrael. What do you think, what do you think Gedolim do? People don't call the Gedolim, Rabbi, uh, please, I just I uh, just made twenty million dollars in the stock market. They, they don't call they don't call the gadol for that. They call the gadol, God forbid, when there's a crisis, when there's trouble, when they need. And the gedolim hear these crises of crisis all day long. But if you look at the way they hear the crises, they're calm. They make decisions, you know, with deliberation. They don't get uh, flustered. The tzaddikim, uh, they're able to live in a very turbulent life, but with what we call Menuhata uh, nefesh. Menuhata nefesh means tranquility. Lo yidag, lo yidag. That's the key. I once heard. If you take the word deaga, which is worries, dalid, alif, gimal he. Well, deaga has actually the first few letters of the Hebrew alphabet. There's an alif there. Deaga is an alif. There's a gimal. There's a dalid, and there's a he. There's only one letter missing in the word de'aga, and that's a bet. And the bet stands for betahon. When a person is missing the bet of betahon, bingo, he's left with the rest, the remaining letters of de'aga. And that's what the Nabi is telling you. You put your faith in God, lo yid'ag. And now, Borei Olam says, and this is a very, very big key. There's only one person, one entity that knows who has betahon and who doesn't. 
Betachon is not something you wear on your face, and it's not something that you uh, you could speak. You know, a lot of people speak Betachon language. Oh, every two seconds, you know, they're talking like that. But God knows what's really in the person's heart. Does he go to sleep at night afraid? Does he go to sleep nervous? Is inside of him uh, worried, filled with anxiety? So uh, although on the outside he might portray himself as a big Baal Betahon, but the Navi comes along and says, Akob Halev Mikol. The heart is the most crooked and the most, uh, 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 you know, uh, uh, bent, crooked of all the limbs. The Anushu. And sometimes it gets sick with all bad thoughts. Who knows what's in a person's heart? Who knows what the sickness in a person's heart is? Again, outside, if you ask a guy in the street, what do you think of Mr. Stone's? Oh, what about the Tahon? This guy's unbelievable. Sadiq. Borei Olam says, they don't know what's inside of his heart. However, God says, Ani Adonai Choker Lev. I know what's in the heart. God has the x-ray. Bochen Kelayot. I know what's in his, uh, in his, uh, his insides. Velatet Laish Kedrachab Uchfri Ma'alalav. To reward the tzaddik that really deserves. Now this is a very, very key pasuk. Uh, Rabbi Moshe David Wali in his Perushia says, this pasuk actually is discussing the age-old question of Sadiq Vera'lo. You know, sometimes we, we see Sadiqim that are very, very righteous, very pious, at least they look righteous. And we see that they have a difficult time. Now, this pasuk answers one possible answer to that dilemma. Now, we know the answer that's given to us is, listen, the tzaddik sometimes gets his punishment here, so in Olam Abba, it'll be, you know, it'll sail smoothly. That's the answer that we always accept. But the Rabu, he explains like this. On this pasuk, he writes, Zehu zuhi sadik This pasuk explains the dilemma of sadik veralo. He says, Ki lefi under air, what it seems to us, yes, Sadiqim abotrim ba Hashem betachlit abetahon. It looks like there's certain Sadiqim that are perfect betahon, ba'afapichin, but still, kol yemehem bedohak upzar. But they live their whole life. Dohak, trouble, tzar, agony. And then you have the opposite, the Sha'im that's successful. So he says, You know what it is? Ki bene adam enam yudim. The guy who you think is really a tzaddik, I don't want to say this too loud, but Rabbi Moshe David Wali says from the prophet, he might not be a real tzaddik. He might look like a tzaddik on the outside, but you don't know what's in his heart. You don't know the inside. So therefore when his answer to the question, tzaddik vera'lo, he's not a tzaddik. <laughs> so it's not a question. Who told you he's a Sadiq? What do you mean? He has peot down to his belly button. The guy wears a, a hat. The guy secede. The guy shakes in the Amidah. All, all these things that make a Sadiq a Sadiq. It's a big every day. Very good. That's what you see. He does that in public. But what's in his heart? God says, I know what's in the guy's heart. So you think he's a Sadiq and therefore you're questioning me. Hey, Sadiq Veralo. Akob Alev. 
the heart is very tricky. The heart can be very crooked. And therefore, the Pasuk says, Who could know what's really in a person's heart except for God Himself? And therefore, God says, I'm going to reward the person to what he really deserves. And then he goes on to say, on the next Pasuk, the next Pasuk says, Kore Dagar. Kore Dagar Velo Yeled. Ose Osher Velo Bemishpat. Bahatsi Yamav Yazbenu. Ubaharito Yenabal. What is this talking about? He says, don't be shocked if you see the Sha'im successful. Of course, we see that also. We see guys that are really the Sha'im. And in this case, no one can tell me that in their heart they're really tzaddikim. <laughs> we see that they're the Sha'im. They're bad Shabbat, they don't believe in God, they're troublemakers, they steal, they cheat. So you wonder, hey, I understand that tzaddik lo, maybe he wasn't a tzaddik. But when you see Rasha'im v'tovlo, He's a Rasha. You can't tell me, well, maybe Rasha's really a Sadiq. No. So he says, what's the Pshat? Koreh. So a Koreh is actually a type of a bird. Koreh, Deger. Maze Deger. He whistles, like a bird chirps. And then he gathers eggs that don't belong to him. Imagine this, a bird is sitting on eggs that are not his. Normally, what does a bird do? He hatches the egg and uh, sits on it. And then a few weeks later, the, the chick hatches, and now he has a family. This bird over here doesn't produce anything of his own. He goes and he sits on somebody else's egg. And what happens? He didn't, he didn't born them. He didn't bore them. They're not his. What happens? When the chick's Hatch, they look at the father, they say, you don't, look like, you don't look like anything like us. So what happens to the chicks? They run away. They leave him. So to the rasha, if a person makes money in a deceitful way, by half his life, he'll lose all his money. And in, at the end, he's going to be, uh, be destroyed. Which means, just like this chicken that goes and takes something that doesn't belong to him, sits on the egg that's not his, eventually what happens? The chicks are going to leave him. When a person takes money that doesn't belong to him, that money is not going to stay by him. And the end, he'll be a naval. He'll end up uh, in Gainam. And Rabbi Moshe David Wali on this, he writes, that even though you see Rasha Vetovlo, it's temporary. Rasha Vetovlo is only, you know, in, in this world. But at the end, Naval. At the end, he'll be in, he'll be in Gehina. And then the Navi comes along. You know, we don't want to end up on a bed, no, Trabotai. This is a Tukhahot. Oh, boy, strong Tukhahot. You know, it's enough that we have to read the Tukhahot, the Parashat, the Kotai, and the Navi doubles down. In the, in the Haftarah, boom, all because Abu Dazara. 
So the prophet ends up and says, There's gonna come a time that there's going to be the revelation of the Kisei Kavod. Marom Mirishon, the Kisei Kavod that already was around from the beginning of creation. Mekom Mikdashecha, and that revelation is going to take place in Jerusalem. When God is going to put a Shekhinah on the Beit HaMikdash. And obviously on His people as well. And when God brings the Shekhinah down to His people, Mikveh Yisrael Hashem. The Jewish people are going to put their hopes and anticipation in God. Vechol Ozbecha, and those that leave God and put their faith in man, Yiboshu. Yiboshu means they'll be shamed. Vesure, and those that do not listen to the words of the prophet, Ba'aris Yikatevu. They will be written for a judgment to go down to Sheol Tahtit, to the lowest levels of Gehinam. They left the source of a pure wellspring, God Himself. So the Prophet is saying, Rabbi Moshe David Wali says something incredible. The simple explanation is that Bene Yisrael, even during the difficult times, they put their faith in God. Mikveh means tikvatam. They put their hope in God. Like we learned uh, in the Pirkei Avot. Listen to the Lashon that he says. Shesarik liyot hazak be'et When the going gets tough, lo yehilash. Don't get weak. Ve'lo ye'ebad. Don't uh, lose your hope, has v'shalom. Ki hu taloi b'shmo yidbarach. You have to put your faith in the name of God. Ve'geula atida liyot b'skar ha'kivui. Beautiful. Those that have kivui, that put their faith in God during the difficult times, in that reward for having kivui b'sha'at sarah, they're going to get reward. But those that they, they have claims against God and they leave God, they're going to have busha at the end. You know why they're going to have busha? Because even the guyim are going to come along and said, we had a fake God. So we're, we're ashamed, but you had the real God. You should be doubly ashamed. You had the real God and you left him. Which means we were playing with counterfeit money. You had the real stuff and you threw it away. Okay, we, we did counterfeit. Big deal. It's bad enough. So his lashon is, The goyim are going to tell us, you had a God like this. You left him? Like we said, so that's the first explanation. I saw once. Uh, I was at a wedding with one of the one of the gedolim, Hasidic rebbe's. They say this story about the Tasha rebbe, Allah shalom. And I saw it also. One of the rebbe's did this. There was men dancing at the wedding. Uh, you have ten guys dancing, the hatan is in the middle, they're dancing with him. And all of a sudden you see the rabbi, as he's making the, the circle, the horror as they call it, every couple of seconds he, he bends down. He bends down. There was nothing in his way. So the student said, Rebbe, what are you... And he said, I'm going to the mikveh. Going to the mikveh? <laughs> There's no mikveh here. 
he said, the Pasuk says, Megveh Yisrael. There's a certain Megveh that's called the Megveh Yisrael. Whenever you have 10 Jews in a room together, 10 Jews in a room brings the Shekhinah down. And therefore, it, Kedushah, that environment becomes very, very holy. Because Megveh Yisrael brings Hashem down. So I'm dipping in the Megveh. Every time I go around, I go into the Megveh, I'm dipping into the Jewish people. Can you imagine, Abotai, what does it mean in Minyan? We don't appreciate it. When you have 10 Jews that come into a room, the Gemara says, Borei Olam precedes them. Because Borei Olam knows there's going to be a Minyan at whatever time it is. So Borei Olam is waiting for them. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Magdim. He comes, he comes early. V'nichnas. The third explanation, says Rabbi Moshe David Wali, is that actually when Mashiach comes, we're going to go to Eretz Yisrael, but we're going to all have the Tum'ah on us of the, of the Galut. So it says, Borei Olam is going to take special waters, Megvei Yisrael Hashem, and he's going to purify us. And he's going to sprinkle all of the Jewish people that as a result of the Tum'ah Ta'ares and Tum'ah Ta'guyim, so we'll be able to reappear pure. Uh, and those people that left the, the pure wellspring of God, they're not going to get sprinkled. They'll be lost forever. And out of Botai, we get to the last Pasuk of the Haftarah, which I think is the, uh, a good siman for us. Uh, this is it. This is the Pasuk we needed. This, we were waiting all these weeks for this Pasuk, and we finally got to it. And I think it's a good siman. I hope so. Refaeni Adonai ve'erafe Hoshieni ve'evashea ki tehilati ata. Prophet comes along, Yirmiyah. You know, Yirmiyah, he, uh, he used to get, uh, he was bullied around, Yirmiyah, from the people. Uh, you know, he, he Yirmiyah doesn't give the, uh, the sweet messages. He gives the fire and brimstone messages. The people didn't like Yirmiyah too much. And they would hit him. And they would, you know, push him. And, and Yirmiyah says, Olam, I'm loyal. I'm going to keep on giving you a word. But please, heal me. That I should be able to tolerate the bizyonot of the people, the makot of the people. But this is also uh, a prayer. What does the prayer say? It sounds like, cure me, God, and I will become cured. It's double language. It should say, So I saw from Rav Hida in his Sefer Midbar Kedemot, he says a beautiful explanation. He says, it's based on of Chaim Vital. Chaim Vital says, all disease begins in the soul. Uh, once the soul is infirmed, the body starts to show symptoms. The symptoms on the outside are actually coming from something that's in the inside. In the olden days, they didn't go to doctors. When a person wasn't feeling well, you went to the Mekubal of the city. You know, you went to the Arizal, and you told them, my shoulder's hurting. And he would tell you, you're talking after my Maharunim. You know, he, he would tell you exactly why. Oh, I thought it was because of, uh, you know, uh, I was golfing. No, it's not because you're golfing. 
The reason why your shoulder hurts is because you're talking after my maharonim. And they would give them exactly the, uh, uh, the religious or the spiritual source of why these are And they would fix the spiritual source and then the physical uh, uh, symptoms would go away. We say in Birkat Amazon, Harahman hu yirpa'enu rifu'ah shilema, rifu'ah ta'nefesh, urfu'ah ta'guf. It's two things. We're praying to God, we want rifu'ah shilema, meaning complete, meaning first rifu'ah ta'nefesh. Once we fix the soul, automatically there's rifu'ah ta'guf. Rifu'ah ta'guf is a result, results in rifu'ah ta'nefesh. And that's the way the Chidah learns, the Chidah learns this pasuk. The fa'eni Hashem, the spiritual cure. The erafe is the goof. That once I get the spiritual uh, 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 cure for the uh, the malady of the soul, the erafe, then my body automatically will be healed. <clears throat> now I'd like to say something else. <clears throat> this is based on the Benu Ari. How am I going to explain this to you? <clears throat> when God created the world, so Narizal gives us a very detailed explanation of <clears throat> what happened. And the world was created with certain, uh, on purpose, certain kelim broke, the vessels that were holding the great light, the kelim then were refixed and reorganized. The light was able to go into them. <clears throat> However, a lot of uh, sparks of Kiddushah fell into the lower uh, worlds. And it is our job to try to lift those sparks that fell at the time of the Shivira. Those sparks are called Rapa Nitzotzot the 288 sparks that fell and the tzaddikim are always trying to you know, lift up the rapah what's the benefit that Rizal says? <clears throat> if a person could lift up the rapah nitzotzot, it gives him a healing, it's like energy the sickness comes because he's missing some of these nitzotzot that he needs to be healthy so the tzaddik makes a tikkun and he brings the rapah. That's why he says when you have the kavana and the berachah rifa'enu in the Amidah, if you look at the last words of the berachah, rofeh, chole, amo, Yisrael. Look at the Rashi Tevot. Rofeh, resh, 200. Rofeh, chole, tzachet, that's 8. That's 208. Rofeh, chole, amo, amo is 70, so that's 278. Yisrael is a yud, 288. He says, Yechaven keneged rapach nitzotzot. You mechaven. Rufeh, choleh, amo Yisrael. And as a result, you lift up the rapach, and that gives the person refuah. So Rav Hida writes, that's why the prophet says, Refaeni Hashem, ve'erafeh. If you take the word ve'erafeh, how much is it equal? Well, 200, 280, 281, 282, 288. Ve'erafeh. It's giving you the sword of the rapach nitzotzot that come up and cure a person. But I would like to tell you something that Avchida writes, also how the fu'ah works. 
Rifu'ah works when Hasve Shalom there's judgment on a person. We know that the judgments are called Givurah. We don't want it to be Givurah. We want it to be Chesed. The numerical value of the word Givurah is 216. Rayu, Well, actually, if you look at the Pasuk, Refa'eni Adonai Ve'erafe, it's Rashetevot Resh Yud Vav, 216. The Navi is hinting to us that the sickness comes from the Givurah. And the only way to get the Givurah off is to sweeten it with the Shem Yud Kevavke, which makes the Mituk Adin. Last but not least, Abhida says, <clears throat> when you look at the Torah, the Torah talks about Rifu'ah as well. It talks about going to a doctor. We read in the Pasuk, it says, Rapo Yirape means you're allowed to go to the doctor. But he says, he quotes this from the Arizal. Look at the letter Pe in the Torah. It has a dot in it. There's a dagesh in the Pe. Look at this Pasuk. There's no dot in the Pe. What's the difference? Why, when the Torah talks about the Fu'ah, there's a dagesh in the pe, verapo yirape. And here when the Navi talks about it, it's without a, without, without a dagesh. So he says, <clears throat> when it has a dagesh in it, dagesh means it's kasher, it's digusha, it's hazak. They call that hazak. Pe. When a person goes and gets a human cure, it's kasher. When the human cures the person, it hurts sometimes. The doctor has to cut. The doctor has to make an incision. The doctor has to put the patient out. It's a refu'ah, but it's kasher. The human doctor is rapo yirapeh. It's a dagesh. But when a kadosh baruch gives the refu'ah, it's soft. It's a peh refu'ah. Refa'eni Hashem ve'erafeh. It's peh refu'ah. Bore Olam is Rofeh Rahman v'ne'eman. Bore Olam could cure a person. Uh, all of a sudden, he goes back to the doctor. The doctor says, it's not here anymore. I don't know, you got better. What happened? I don't know, it disappeared. Okay, Baruch Hashem. Hashem cured you. But doctor, if you would have done it, what would you have to do? Oh, we'd have to cut you up into a million pieces. But Baruch Hashem, God loves you. It just uh, disappeared. It went away. Uh, you're, you're all fine. Go home. And that's why the refu'ah from Hashem is sweet. It's Rahman v'ne'eman. Last but not least, Rav Hida writes in his Midbar uh, Kedemot. He says, "Achidush shepirashti biyalduti." He said, "This is a chidush that I said when I was a yelled. When he was a, when he was a kid, as we would say." He says that any time. A person gets a refu'ah from a kadosh baruch Hu, it's permanent. It doesn't, you don't relapse. A refu'ah that comes from a human being, it can relapse. So we always pray, Borei Olam, you give the refu'ah, Borei Olam, da. he's not interested in another co-payment, he's not interested in another visit, he doesn't interested in selling you medicine. Borei Olam says, come to me once, I'll cure you, you're cured forever. Rav Hida says, that that's the same thing when it comes to a salvation. 
when the salvation happens through a human being, there's always another galut. But when HaKadosh Baruch Hu makes the salvation, it's permanent. Just think, Mitzrayim, it was Moshe. There was another galut to follow it. In Purim, it was Mordechai and Esther. There was another galut to follow it. However, what does the Pasuk say? Yisrael nosha badonai teshuat olamim. That when Yisrael is going to be redeemed by God, then it's going to be teshuat olamim. Ladonai haishuah al amecha berchatecha sela. When the Yeshua belongs to God, it's permanent and it's forever. And therefore, he explains the Pasuk like this. Refaeni Adonai ve'erafe. Dear God, cure me. Ve'erafe, meaning, and I know I will be cured. It's not coming back. That's the double language. Refaeni Hashem. If the refuah comes from Hashem, ve'erafe. Finished. It's over. Hoshi'eni. And when you bring me to salvation, when Mashiach comes, ve'evashe'ah. It's done. There's not going to be another galut to follow. And then the key is Rabotai. It's the last three words of the Haftarah. Ki tehillati atta. After a person gets a refuah shedema, the praise belongs to God. A lot of people, after they go through a hard time, they talk about how great the hospital was. Oh, and the nurses are so nice. And the doctor was so good. And we have to take the pharmaceuticals. They did the, we're going to make a big donation to the pharmaceuticals for making this medicine and doing all the research. And we want to thank uh, you know, all the, uh, the hospital staff and so on and so forth. No problem. For sure you have to have a karatatov. No question about it. But the first karatatov is kitihilati. The praise belongs to God. Who gave the wisdom to the doctors? Who gave the wisdom to the pharmaceuticals? Who gave the chokhmah? What is it and therefore, when a person is sick, God forbid, in the eighth parachah the Amidah, we say, Rifa'enu Adonai It comes from this, this pasuk. This pasuk is the template of that parachah. And then what do we tell God? We promise, if you cure us, we're going to give you the praise. The praise will come to you. That's why when the person makes a sa'udat hoda'ah, which is very appropriate when a person recovers from a God forbid an illness, the first thing he does, he makes berkata gomel. The praise must go to God, not to take away from the Hakaratatov that everybody else deserves, but ultimately, ki telati ata. And uh, the Haftarah follows the Perasha because if you remember in the Perasha, after all the curses, you know, God doesn't like to end off on a curse. So what does God say? The Af comes out, be yotam be'eris oibehem. So God ends the Kirillot by saying, Don't worry, but I'm not going to destroy you. I'm going to remember the Zikhut of the Avot. And that's how the Prophet ends the Haftarah also. First, he says, ah, The Rishayim will trust in themselves. Aru, they're going to go to Gainam. And God says, My anger is never going to wane and it's going to be forever. But at the end, the Prophet says, Okay, those that put their faith in God. God will not leave them. Those people that put their faith in God. And then he ends off with a fa'ini Hashem. Rabotai, I will just conclude with one hadush that I heard once from Klosenberger Rebbe. Klosenberger Rebbe, I was once in the office of a Chamsiyon Levi. Chamsiyon was the chief rabbi in Panama. Klosenberger Rebbe was sitting there. 
and they were talking the Vret Torah. The Klosenberger Rebbe said to Chem Siyun, Shalom, he says, Rabbi, you know you have an etrog. Everybody's always looking for the perfect etrog. You know, everybody goes and they shop around, they want an etrog without any blemishes. So the Klosenberger Rebbe said, why does everybody have a yearning to get the perfect etrog? So he said something beautiful. He said, there's certain things in life that they're only worth something if they're perfect. And if it's not perfect, it loses its value. He gives an example. Take the concept of teshuvah. Teshuvah is repentance. Well, imagine a person comes up and says, God, I'm asking for forgiveness for 99% of my sins. What about the 1%? No, the 1% I don't regret. That's why we come along and say, Teshuvah has to be shelema. Teshuvah only works if it's 100%. You can't repent on 99% of the Averot and say, well, that other one I don't care. Teshuvah works when it's shelema. Something else works when it's shelema. And that's when we pray to God to re- to, for a redemption. We want God to redeem us. Now, we don't want it to be a partial redemption. We want it to be a full redemption. Imagine God will say, I'll redeem you for two weeks and you go back to Galut. That's not a redemption. So we say, We want the Geulah to be complete. What else, Rabotai? Emunah. Anima Amin. Can a person say, Anima Amin by Kadosh Baruch 99%. 99%? That's why we say, If it's not shelema, it don't work. And the last thing that we always need to be shelema is refuah shelema. Imagine a person goes to his friend and says, I bless you, Shavit refuah, 50%. 50%? Why then? 50% I should be in pain? Even if a person, let's say 99%, he feels good. But one part of his body doesn't feel good. His whole body doesn't feel good. And that's why we pray, Refu'ah Shilema. Those four items only work if they're Shilema. He's, and that's why everybody wants to get the perfect Etrog. Because Etrog is Rashi Tevot. Alif, Taf, Resh, Gimal. Emunah Shilema, Teshuvah Shilema, Refu'ah Shilema, Geulah Shilema. The Etrog represents the four items that have to be Shalem. And therefore, I bless our members that Be'azat Hashem, this pasuk will come true to us, to Am Yisrael, here and all over the world. It should be a, a good sign. When we finish these haftarot, we say, Let the curses of this parasha be behind us. Amen. Amen.